What's in the news this week? Well, there's this story about Bitcoin. Then there's another story about Bitcoin. And wouldn't you know it, there's yet another story about Bitcoin. Pundits, investors, speculators, bears and bulls alike are all playing a tug of war to see which way the cryptocurrency is going to go next as the sideways game has been going on all week. Mark Cuban has made an investment in Polygon. International politicians say there's no way to avoid regulating Bitcoin. And how would you like to mine crypto with your automobile? Well, we'll tell you all about it today. So unplug your Tesla from the charger and wave to Elon Musk throwing Dogecoin in the air as you pass the starting line for this bad news. Episode number 519 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Hey, cinco, cuatro, tres, dos, y uno. Quien is malo? <laughs> is, that, is that who's bad? We bad. That... In Espanol? Yeah, who is bad? Is what that Quien is malo? Nice. I'm trying to say it like Michael Jackson, though. No, we, we caught it. You didn't really need to. I, I got that. Quien is malo? Buenas noches, buenas tardes, buenas whenever you are listening to us. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and those whose Espanol is no bueno. Did you say buenos retardos? I did not say that. <laughs> is that hello to special needs people? Is that what that means? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that's what you said, though. I thought you said, Buenos retardos. Buenos retardos is a greeting to those on the short bus. <laughs> and this is why we're bad, gang. You know, if you listen to the show you're and you keep coming back, you're probably laughing right now. And honestly, when we get feedback from people saying that, you know, they, they shot milk or coffee out of their nose laughing while listening. That makes my day more than say, hearing you say you learned something from us because uh, we're crypto medians. We're the crypto clowns, the blockchain blockheads, the DeFi DoFi. That's Travis Wright. I'm Joel Kahn, and this is our weekly news episode. The news isn't bad. We are. Are you an artist, an illustrator, designer, animator? Well, any task is looking for artists just like you to join their new NFT community. They got a new category there for NFT and creations. And so, as you know, NFTs are non-fungible tokens, digital assets, and people need those created. So you don't have to have really any technical knowledge, just the ability to create good art. And so if you can do that, go to any task. And it's a freelance marketplace. And they allow you to earn ETN, which is Electronium's cryptocurrency. And so you don't have to have a bank account, and there's no fees for sellers. Go check it out. Badco.in forward slash any task. And now to the news. Timestamp 12.01 p.m. EDT on June the 2nd, 2021. Hard to believe we are coming up on halfway through this year already. The crypto market cap's looking greener right now at $1.772 trillion of all of the coins tracked on our friends at CoinGecko.com. Now 7,689 coins tracked. Bitcoin has passed a key threshold, according to some technical analysis. And now let, and it, 
people who analyze stuff, $38,036 right now with a 40.2% market dominance. Ethereum, 18.2% market dominance. It's currently also on the rise, 27.89. Binance, back over 400, a 20% rise this week. Actually, most of it the last 24 hours, $415. Tether, a dollar even. Cardano's number five at a buck 79. Dogecoin, on the move, we'll cover that today as well. Forty-two cents XRP over a dollar, a buck four. Polkadot twenty-five eighty-two. The USD coin point nine 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 nine. And Uniswap knocking the internet computer out of the number ten slot at twenty-eight dollars and fifty-two cents. Yep, yep. You talk about that dominance there. Bitcoin back up to forty percent, so that's kind of popping up a little bit, getting a little bit higher. Ethereum at eighteen point two. That's always interesting. That's one of those key metrics I like to keep an eye on. I'm actually going to talk about the last. 24 hours because the last 24 hours have been really green <clears throat> now if i'm looking at this dogecoin up to 40 almost 42 cents it's been up 34 percent 33 percent this last uh 24 hours pirate chain the r token matey be up 20.2 percent yard you scurvy dog to the yard arms with you uh, OKB up 20%. Binance Coin, which I am happy to see is up 19% in the last 24 hours. It's up 21% over the last week, back over $400. I, I love that. $415. Pancake Swap up 16% to $20. Polkadot, 20, almost $26. Look at that. Those are like boom, boom, boom. Those are coins that that I have. I like Binance. I like, I like Pancake Swap. I like uh, Polkadot. Phantom also up 14%. Let's look over the whole week. Let's see if there's any magical winners over the whole engine. Engine up 31%, up to $1.62. They got a market cap of $1.5 billion, and to this day, I still cannot figure out why. Theta, fuel, oh, that's the that's the gas token for, for Theta for the most part. That's up 31%, up to $0.36. Cents. That thing is tearing it up. I have a bunch of that. I need to go check and see how much of that I have because I remember like mining it on uh, early on with my Theta thing. I can tell you as well. I can tell you exactly why engine is where it is because they were on bad crypto in 2017 on a, one of the very first ICO spotlights that we did. ICO spotlight number three, October 17th, 2017. It was a new project at the time. And, and look at them now. So we will take all of the credit. For where engine is now, and we no. would be lying to do that. But you go look lying. on their website; they say, "Thank you, Travis and Joel, for being so instrumental in our long-term strategy and growth and building and development of all the things that we're doing." That doesn't apply to anything you did. Didn't Abraham Lincoln actually say that? <laughs> yeah, but that was a long on time the ago. Internet. It was like four score and seven years ago, or something. Long time. Right on. So, what's happening in the markets? Uh, obviously, it's been a sideways week. So. Yesterday, Bitcoin closed the month of May with the second worst performing month um, of, I guess, the year or maybe ever. There was a 35% drop uh, overall. And historically, it doesn't exactly line up with where you know Bitcoin has been before. But it's down from its all-time high of 65,000. And people were thinking May was gonna was gonna do well, and then what happened? Uh, Elon Musk and Tesla said no more Bitcoin payments for you know for for Teslas. China put more FUD out, you know, banning Bitcoin for the 
11th time or something or other. And of course, you know, people get fearful. And so the worst month of all was November 2018. Bitcoin dropped 36 and a half percent. So uh, Ethereum had a better month, though. Ethereum did have a better month. Ethereum, if you look at just overall looking at the charts here on Ethereum, Ethereum got down to over to under $2,000 at one point. If we look at just the charts for um, Ethereum, it started out the month at right at around $2,800. It got all the way up to $4,200 or something like that. And then it made it all the way down to $1,800. And now it's back at about $2,600. So it's had a roller coaster win. Actually, it's almost at $2,800 right now. It's gone. It basically did nothing. It went all the way up, it went all the way down, and then went all the way back to where it was at the get go. So basically, in Ethereum pretty much did nothing in May. Come on, Ethereum, do something. Well, apparently, analysts were saying that 37,500 is Bitcoin's crucial line in the sand. Well, Guess what? It's crossed that line in the sand. Currently, according to Cointelegraph, sitting at 37,945 at the moment. And they also said that Ethereum needs to hold 2,300. Um, and currently it's at 2,778. So crossing those lines is something that the technical analysis, and I don't know why I'm having a hard time with that word today, but I am. So people who analyze the technicalities of the charts are saying these things and there's lines and there's charts and you can see all the pretty pictures in our show notes. If you care to follow the bouncing ball, you could go to badco.in forward slash 519 to see the stories and all the pretty pictures. Yeah. If you, really what this amounts to is crypto goes up and crypto goes down, but if crypto goes down too far, that's bad. But crypto needs to not go down past this line. And if it doesn't, and it stays above that, then that's good. Yeah, pretty much. More, more or less. That's what, you know, the technical so and, and that little Bitcoin. Hey, hey, Bitcoin's up to 38.1 now. Woo! We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a bull market again, folks. Oh, wait, it just went down a little. It's at 30. Oh, we're back up again. Woo! The bears are back in town. So what happened when Bitcoin took its massive plunge? Who sold? Well, guess what? It wasn't the institutional investors. It was the retail investors that got shaken out. Probably a lot of newbies that you know were like, oh, no, Tesla's not accepting Bitcoin anymore. That was a bad purchase. Sell, sell, sell. You know, they got out of it and um, OK, well, I guess, you know, it's, it's amazing because there's people who are like saying buy Bitcoin at 60,000. Right. When's a good time? Now's a good time to buy. It's 60,000. Buy, buy, buy. Now that it's at, you know, 38, people are like, oh, I don't want to buy at 38. <laughs> yeah, I like it, to buy when it's high. I like to sell when it's low. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why my portfolio is so low. My crypto. Cornholio. I like to buy high. I like to sell low. I like to have no crypto. Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> kind of what happens, folks. Is uh, but I, I think this is this is, is good information to know that those institutional investors did not sell their crypto. And when you think about how volatile crypto is, you know, it seems to me that they're just saying, okay, it is a little bit, it is volatile. They've told us it's volatile. 
I think a lot of people who got out were the noobs who were like, oh, damn, look, it's going out. They don't even really trust crypto. There's a lot of those folks who just really don't really don't trust it, but they're going to get in it and they're going to try to play around with it. But then when it goes down, they freak out. And then whenever it goes up, they're, they're, they think they're genius. But when it goes down, they got to get out immediately because, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Oh, my God, crypto now is down to Bitcoin is down to thirty eight thousand seventy two dollars. OK, it's back up to thirty eight ninety seven. OK, we're in a we're in a bull market again. Woo. Well, you know, last week we talked about Ray Dalio, who's been a crypto skeptic. Um, finally admitting that, you know, crypto might be a thing. This week, it's another billionaire who's been a skeptic, Carl Icahn. Uh, is that how you pronounce his name? A-C-A-H-N, Icahn, or is it Icahn? I don't know. I can Icahn? Icahn? He's saying that he might invest up to $1.5 into crypto, noting that, quote, much of the cryptocurrency issue today will not survive. Thanks, rocket scientist. Uh, Carl, I can. Of course, it's not. You know, it's like any new businesses, you know, 90% of startups don't ever really get off the ground in their first two years. And there will be plenty of cryptos that will not make it. There will be consolidation. There will be winners. There will be many losers. And uh, it doesn't take a, a genius to uh, to say this or a billionaire. But, you know, uh, Michael Saylor tweeted that maybe Carl Icahn will be big, the first Bitcoin Terra Chad. Ha. You know what? This guy has a good a good quote on here. Ryan Adams, uh, who's a uh, founder of Mythos Capital and Bankless. Bankless, he's doing some great stuff. I like this guy. He said this, if Carl Icahn has not already bought a billion dollars worth of ETH and Bitcoin, then why would he announce he's about to buy a billion dollars worth of ETH and Bitcoin? He probably already bought it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why would he say, I'm thinking I might buy some of that? Bullshit. You wouldn't say that. If you're a billionaire, you're going to hold, you're going to buy it when the price is low. You're not going to tell people you're going to buy it and then the price go up and then buy it then. Nope. Like, I, don't, do? I, I don't know because he's senile. I mean, he's 85. Could be. He's I don't really know. old. I think you got enough money, bro. How about just chill? Go get it. Yeah, just go, go get a place somewhere. Right. Just, you know, enjoy the, the golden. You know, final years. Of course, he could live to be 105. Who knows? <laughs> Insult, enjoy that final little bit of sun rays that you because it's, it's at that you're, point where the sun's about to go down over the horizon, and then it goes poof, and then you're gone. So just enjoy that last little twilight of your ancient ass life. Yeah, we're all we're all going that way. We're going to be ancient ass soon enough, Travis. My ass is going to be ancient before Man, yours. I'm, I'm almost 50. I'm trying to. Uh, I Your can't believe almost 60, isn't it? I turned 57. I'm like, what the what the hell? When did that happen? And just remind, you know, it just reminds you of how fast it goes, because it does go very fast. And when you remember, you know, when you were a kid and you're like, oh, that's forever away. It's not. It's not forever yeah, it's away, not. gang. It's it's Dude, the not year 2000 still seems like a long ways away to me. I know. I oh know. my god, when the year 2000 gets here, I'm gonna be 27. Wait right. a second. Wait a second. I'm older than that. Two thousand zero. You're born in '64. Yeah, the year the Beatles invaded America. Very nice. Very nice. So I will yeah. turn. I will turn fifty before you turn sixty. So we'll get it. We'll get both be in our fifties for for like a, a year. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be great. So I just mentioned Michael Saylor in his tweet. You know, because of what Elon Musk had said about Bitcoin having environmental concerns. BS. All BS. 
complete BS, total BS, a Bitcoin mining council has been formed. Um, and Michael Saylor is the one who kind of brokered this meeting between Elon Musk and the North American Bitcoin miners. And the miners, according to Saylor, have agreed to form this council to promote energy usage transparency and accelerate sustainability initiatives worldwide. Okay, great. Let's, let's, I think I'm all for transparency. I just think it's all FUD and BS. There's the, you know, there's things that we do every day in banking um, that probably take up more energy than, than Bitcoin. Well, that's certain, but I mean, it's always best, you know, if you can find ways to, uh, to be a little bit more energy efficient, right? I mean, we're, we're here in Puerto Rico and there's all kinds of solar farms. So why mm -hmm. not have solar farm powered, you know, Bitcoin mining equipment? I think that would be awesome. All and, for uh, it. That's, I'm, I'm all for it. There's all kinds. Of, you're driving through Puerto Rico. You see all kinds of huge solar-powered farms. Like my home is powered off of solar power. So I think that uh, solar power is great. It's it's the greenest energy that you can have, I think, right? Unless you have to throw away the solar panels eventually whenever they don't work anymore, then that's probably not so green. But when you compare it to burning coal and some of this other stuff, you know, they say – actually, I was, I was uh, reading some stuff by some top scientists about – that it makes no sense that we're not doing more nuclear stuff. Like we need to do more of that. Nuclear. You just do it in the right way. Say, say nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah, you said nuclear. Suck it. I George do it on Bush. purpose. Nuclear. George w. Bush. Nuclear. nuclear. It's fine when you say it. It just always bugs me when you know a president, like or somebody. Of my position. mom says, I'm going to wash your clothes. Put them in the washing machine. <laughs> does she I also wash sometimes? Like, does she it. also say uh, that for breakfast she's going to make you eggs and sausage? No, she doesn't say sausage. Sausage. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that I've heard from uh, people. You in like the some sausage in the south. What's that? It's like a sword and and sausage combined. It's a sausage shaped sword. Sausage. Well, Sailor and Musk aren't the only ones talking about this. Um, also, CZ, the CEO of Binance, has tweeted this. When you use electricity to run cars, it's environmentally friendly. When you use electricity to run the most efficient financial networks in the world, it's an environmental concern. Uh, yeah, so, no shit, huh? excellent oh, man. point. Mic drop. Yeah. CZ bringing the goods on the Twitters. So the Goldman Sachs head of commodity research, Joel, uh, his name's Jeff Curry. He has said this, that crypto is not a substitute for gold, but copper. And what? so I'm really excited about getting some Bitcoin pipes in my bathroom. <laughs> so why does he say that copper is more comparable as an asset than gold. They are pro-risk, risk on assets. That's why he's saying they are not substitutes for gold. If anything, they would be a substitute for copper. Because you know what? Copper kind of goes up and goes down in price, and but it's it's very useful in plumbing and in many other things, copper and, and to make pennies. So um, I don't know. Bitcoin substitutes against risk on inflation hedges, but not risk off inflation hedges. There's good inflation and bad inflation. Good inflation is when de when demand pulls it, and that's what Bitcoin hedges. That's what copper hedges. That's what oil hedges. And on the other set, on the other side of the fence, he said that the precious metal uh, is a risk off asset, which prevents inflation. So, hmm. yeah. okay, interesting uh, take right there. He may be right. I don't know. Could be. 
Thanks a lot, Head of Commodity Research at Goldman Sachs. Sir Lord Travis, this is an interesting story discovered by producer Aaron on Decrypt.co. The headline, Coinbase says it's a media company. Really? The piece by Jeff John Roberts and Daniel Roberts. The subtitle, Coinbase is building out a media arm and will start publishing fact checks. But readers know the difference between journalism and marketing right of course they don't this the whole news industry is not built on delivering facts and information it's about delivering narratives right it's about storytelling it's more about marketing and selling people on a a, a particular bent than it is about reporting so can coinbase be a media company and That's stay bullshit. unbiased it's complete bullshit. This is like saying that, you know, I don't know. A lot of people may know this. A lot of people may not know this, but John Deere way back in the day, they had this content marketing strategy of a magazine that they would put out called the furrow. And they put this thing out for years. And, um, it was, and, and this is what, uh, you know, John Deere would put out they would send it to their customer base. It would teach people about different things, but all along, what was it doing? It was selling more John Deere products. That's what that is. What is this? It's not a media company. This is just a content marketing play. Mm -hmm. This is not journalism. This is marketing, folks. And it's as old as it gets when it comes to marketing. So and there's nothing go. wrong with that. Just call it what it is, right? There's no reason that you can't put out content, but to call yourself a media company is BS. Yeah. I could see it now. You know, they report uh, Kraken says that they are now equal footing competing with Coinbase and Coinbase. They fact check and go, nah, that's bullshit. Right. <laughs> Even if they are. We think that that's not true. And so we're not. Yeah. So, you know what? Coinbase has a lot of money now, but now they're like, all right, they are going to um, they're going to create additional pieces of content, which is what you should do. Create videos, explain because they've not done really a good job on that up until this point. And that's great. Do some content marketing, but don't call yourself a media arm. You know, you are con you get your content marketing strategy, which in includes some some interesting pieces of media. Yeah. You're creating. And you know what? Who knows? They might do a great job and create some articles worth sharing here on future episodes of bad news we'll see mm -hmm. well if you're a media arm that arm is probably busy pleasuring yourself let's just put it that way well <laughs> uh, speaking of kraken they have launched a mobile crypto trading app that is available throughout the u.s everywhere except new york and washington because regulation because they really like to control those people you're voting for there in new york and washington they want to be your mommy and daddy, folks. I hope that you're enjoying the elected officials that you've got there because they want to regulate the crap out of you. Anyway, the app is available for most of the U.S. as well as other countries around the world for both iOS and Android. They're definitely taking a stab at Coinbase and making it, making it simple for people to buy, sell, trade cryptos via their iOS and Android devices. Mm. Fact, fact check that, bitches. Fact check check that bitches why would All you right. repeat that <clears throat> why good. i like that i like that now, joel now, tom says quote fact check that bitches I'm, can we fact check a, that i said that i'm a media arm now <laughs> keep your media arms to yourself that's good 
So remember, remember back in the day, you probably don't because some of you weren't listening or were checking in with crypto back in the day, but Mt. Gox had a huge hack back in the day. And, and now there are some victims that are in line for a big Bitcoin refund from that particular hack. So these, uh, these victims have for several years have been in line for a refund after Nobiaku, Nobiaki Kubayashi the defunct uh, Japanese trustee, the exchange's Japanese trustee, is holding 165,000 Bitcoin. Well, the exchange lost, what, 850,000 Bitcoin were stolen? That's a shitload of Bitcoin. My God, man, that's so much. And there's 20,000 people who are in line for this right here. That is a lot. And that's, that's that 165,000 Bitcoin, that's like nearly $6 billion. So I wonder how they're going to do it. Are they going to... Because there was a hundred, there was eight hundred and fifty billion thousand Bitcoin in there. Now they hold one hundred and sixty-five thousand Bitcoin was able to be retrieved, and then some of it was sold by the trustee between December seventeenth and, and February two thousand eighteen. So they sold X amount of it. They sold a bunch of the uh, also. So of all of those, they would also most likely have the uh, the Bitcoin Cash versions of those. Right. So there's a whole lot of money sitting there and I wonder what they're going to do. Are they going to give you a percentage of what you lost? And then how do you prove what you lost? I, that's a really good question. I don't know. And this, how, so many years have passed, right? Since this actually happened. Was it 2014? What? 14 is when it happened. Yeah. Been, you know, and it wasn't worth February, 2014. So it wasn't worth all that much back then, but now it's worth a whole ton. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll cover that story as it, develops meanwhile let's go around the world get on your plane your supersonic concord jet pull it out of the uh, the garage there and let's go to china china Two hundred thousand residents of beijing will be able to win a red envelope containing 200 yuan worth of china's central bank digital currency they're giving away 6.2 million dollars worth of this this is the third time they're doing something like this how do you determine who gets the red envelopes is it like if you've got a high social score is that what they do no envelope for you <laughs> you're naughty you say bad things against winnie the pooh no envelope man oh yeah the red envelope is a really really big deal over there um, I've been to China twice, and one of the things with Huawei, and one of the things that they did was, oh, here's a red envelope, and inside the red envelope, there was uh, some, was it a gift card? It was a gift card, or was some some Chinese money to go buy something when we went to this place, and so, but it's always in the red envelope. Red is a very lucky number or lucky lucky thing for them, and also the number eight is very lucky, which we actually are covering in a future episode where we're interviewing. The uh, CEO of Anamoka, they they just reached a funding round of mm -hmm. eighty-eight million eight hundred eighty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight dollars, which is eight eights, which is the the most popular, most superstitious number that they have, and very very lucky. And so these red numbers, I'm surprised they're not giving away eight point eight million in digital currency instead. It seems weird that six point two. They should up their they should up it up and yeah, up the game there, Mister the Pooh. Yeah, and you open a thousand people are going to be getting a little bit of you on. Yeah. If you open up a red envelope, does it have a picture of Chairman Zhao Biden in it? <laughs> Zhao Pu? <laughs> Zhao Biden. Zhao Biden? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want to actually talk real quick about the Mt. Gox thing. So check this out. So at the time I just searched, I did some certification 
And uh, Mt. Gox, at the time of its hack, Bitcoin was worth about $850. And then 850,000 of them were stolen, which at the time was $722.5 million. And now $6 billion plus dollars, which is crazy. Wow. Are we going back to China now? I'm actually done with China. Let's go to Sweden, okay? Because, you know, of course, um, bankers around the world all have opinions. Actually, about- hold on. Thirty-two billion. My math was off. Jesus, that's a lot of money. I'm moving on. All right, move on. Now. Good. Now, okay. Here we go. Uh, Sweden, apparently, according to the governor of their central bank, is working on regulating crypto exchanges. And the uh, he's the chairman. See the chairman. He's the governor of Sweden's central bank. His name is Stavan Ingves. And he said, When something gets big enough, things are like the consumer interest and the money laundering come into the play. So there's a good reason to believe that the regulation will happen. That was nice. I think that was maybe our first uh, time ever doing the Swedish chef. Okie dokie, put the chicken in the basket there and the You Muppet. <laughs> Let's talk about some altcoins, as some like to call them shit coins. Oh, well, we need to we need to do the little altcoin jingle. And now it's time to talk about the altcoins. Here's Travis and Joel. Here's Travis and Coin talking shit coins. <laughs> Those of you who are in Miami for the Bitcoin conference right now, you will not us, not us. We're not, we're not there. They did. We asked for, I asked for press passes and they, I never heard back from them, but they went ahead and put our logo on the website. (laughs) That was nice. We had some free advertising out of the deal. Like we're not going to give you tickets, but we'll, we'll we'll promote you. So that's cool. Uh, So we're not there. And so this section of the podcast is not dedicated to the Bitcoin maximalist conference that's going on because we're talking altcoins. Number one on the list from Cointelegraph, Cardano is leading a crypto market recovery ahead of Memorial Day. This article came out ahead of Memorial Day. And so Cardano actually popped back up. If you go look at their charts, they're doing pretty good. They're moving on up. They had a 17% rally. The coin dropped a little bit. They were at over $2 and some for a while, and then it, then it dipped. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but crypto goes up, crypto goes down. And right now, it is up. It is at a dollar eighty right now. Cardano has gone up, and it, it was down really big recently. It got down under almost a dollar down. So if you were smart and picked up someone, it was near a dollar. You're happy. Cardolorano, mm. something like that. Good job on Cardano. Another chain that is on the radar is a layer two blockchain called Polygon, and now Mark Cuban has invested in uh, Polygon. He says, "I was a Polygon user." And find myself using it more and more. So here's some money. She's got so much money. He's like, here, have some money. And uh, it's now part of his portfolio. So, uh, you know, uh, Polygon seems to be fast to me. We have, uh, what uh, what token did we use Polygon for? We were like using Matic. It's for Matic is what, is what uh, yeah. Polygon. But what, what token did we we had there was some there was some um, NFT project or something that we had to use Matic for, right? Yeah, I can't keep. Track. No, it wasn't Matic. That was Solana, I think, that we had to use Atlas. 
Oh, yeah. Star Atlas on. For Star Atlas. By the way, you guys, keep your eyes on Star Atlas. Also, keep your eyes on Splinterlands. This is not financial advice. Always go do your own due diligence. Speaking of Ethereum, this is interesting. When Americans are polled and given a, a survey asking them which cryptos they've heard of, according to the survey conducted by Harris polls in conjunction with Coupon Cabin asking 200, 2,000 adults in the U.S. to give their thoughts on cryptos. Only 21% were familiar with Ethereum, but 29% said they were familiar with Dogecoin. So more people right. have heard of Doge than Ethereum. Well, they probably just watched Saturday Night Live or something. Right. Or are they paying attention? You know what? I think... That's what made a lot of sense to me is, is there were so many people who were doing TikTok videos and different things around Doge that it just makes sense that people were going to buy some, especially when they're trying to get Doge all the way up to a dollar, which still makes me think, why did I not get in more of it? Because if, if crypto is going to go up and crypto is going to go down, if these people are all, you know, rah, rah, cheering, um, you know, Doge, then it's probably going to rock. And it did. I, I don't know, you know, who the people were, but they said, you know, it's the average citizen. So we need 2,000 average adults <laughs> to, to answer these questions. I'm average. 89% said they had already heard, they have heard of cryptocurrency. But here's the stunning part to me is that only 71% had heard of Bitcoin. 29% of these 2,063 respondents had never heard heard of bitcoin their response was what's that how do you have not have heard of bitcoin i i don't that's... i don't know i don't know either um how have people how have people not heard of PooCoin yet PooCoin right. is amazing how, how have you not heard of that how have you not heard of some of these other shit coins but bitcoin is not a shit coin like how has people not heard of that well here it is we're still 71 percent of people have at this point and a lot of people, they're just average citizens who don't know much about anything. The news hadn't told them enough about it. Well, speaking of Doge, it is back in the news again because it picked up 40% this week as Elon Musk has once again tweeted a bunch about it. Uh, this one's particularly funny in the story in Cointelegraph. Found this pic of me as a child, and it's a picture that has a Dogecoin in front of uh, an old, what is that, an Amiga, a Commodore 64 there on the computer from 1980, and the Doge is popping up there, says, I have to keep my passion hidden from the public or I'll be socially ostracized. So he's memeing, and he's, he's being Oh, it's a funny. Commodore Vic. It's a Vic. Vic, Vic 20, Commodore 20, Vic 20, Vic 80. It says Vic, Vic I don't know. graphics. It says Commodore Vic on it. It says 8K. It's got a little, little cartridge thing they're going to put in. Look at that. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Back in your days, Sir Lord Joe Collins. I know. So for those who wonder, my first computer, I know you guys are wondering this. You're like, I wonder what Joel Collins' first computer was. My first computer was a TRS-80 Model 1 with 4k of ram in it oh it was fast and the it did not have a disk drive or a hard drive it had a, uh, a tape storage device you know cassette tape storage device and uh, i saved my money from working at the food court and bought it in 1980 along with a 300 coupler modem so i've been dialing in to the online world since 1980 which puts us at 41 years of being online wow. right now <clears throat> 
So for when you say you've been doing online marketing for 25 plus years, you know, it's like, really, you should be saying I've been online for 41 years. Well, you know, so I do say that. But also what's really funny is because I was doing computers, my dad was an architect and he was he had a, a contractor friend that made cabinets and I helped build his database for his his cabinet inventory and what he needed to order back in 1981 or 82. So nice. technically, I guess you could say that, you know, I've been doing it that whole time. You've been time. working in blockchain and building databases for 40 years. Hey, I invented the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a great segue. We were talking about Elon Musk, and now we have electric cars in the news, the lead story for this episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast is a Canadian light electric vehicle manufacturer called Daymac has announced an electric car that can mine Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies while parked. Pack like the cat. It says it's pointless, but it's incredible. <laughs> so, but think about this. I, I think that imagine the amount of electricity that will go into this is unbelievable. They, they should just shut it's, it all it's down. It's solar. Shut. It's solar, Travis. They According, should just shut down all of the electrical outlets in the world. Shut down all the cars. Down shut down the lines, outlets. No more shut coal. Shut down food processing plants. Shut down the wind. We're having no a dark more. winter, damn it. Shut down the wind. No more wind. You're shut not down allowed. the wind, the sun. You we need to block out the sun. You can't even break wind. It's outlawed. It's against oh, the law. So this is called the Spiritus electric car set to roll out in 2023. It will come fitted with an industry leading GPU in mining price to profit. The first car in history with mining hardware and crypto technology programmed into the user innovate interface. And it says it will be an environmentally friendly crypto miner node um, that has solar charging capabilities mm. so in other words if you see one of these uh dimac spiritus cars out there those are the perfect ones to carjack right that's the one you want to steal they said whereas most vehicles are depreciating while they sit in your garage the nebula miner will make you money while your spiritus is parked of course you know here's the thing if somebody steals it and they don't have the keys to the device and they keep using it well they're just mining bitcoin while they steal your car so here's the deal your car is stolen they're mining it you claim on insurance that your car was stolen and meanwhile you're still getting paid because it's mining bitcoin to your wallet <laughs> that's good well actually this is not the first time that this has happened so back in january uh this crypto big fan uh, simon brin installed a portable mining rig into his bmw i8 hybrid vehicle and uh, at the time, Bryn said that uh, the crypto that was being mined out of his BMW was about $122,000 worth of profit. Nice. Nice. The president of Daymac, Aldo Bayaki, he says, we envision a future. I must, you know, since he sounds a very Italian. Is it Italian or what was it? They're from. Uh, wait, where, are they, where are they from? Canadian. Okay, they're Canadian, so all those Canadians. So he would say, eh, we envision a future where your highway tolls, your parking and uh, your drive through there order will be paid directly on the fly with the crypto, eh? Your online bills 
and your banking can be handled through the same platform uh, paid in crypto. That's what it's about. Okay? That's all what it's about. And if I could get a plate of, of, of poutine, that'd be great. A, a boot. A great. It sounded like you're Scottish there. Yeah, you're Scottish. Irish and Scottish and all your, the things. Your Scottish landowners coming out there, Sir Lord Travis. I hear it. I hear it. Uh, this uh, next story was probably interesting, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping this next story. If you want to oh. read what it was, it's in the show notes. There's something here that's a big story that's not in the show notes, Sir Lord Travis. And that is that Twitter is asshole. Major. So some of you have noticed this already. Like, what? How'd you guys? Why are you banned on Twitter? Well, the answer is Twitter is asshole. So a couple weeks ago, we get a a flurry of messages. Uh, There's a DCMA notice against this tweet and this tweet and this whole list of tweets. And apparently last year during virtual blockchain week, which was what, March of 2020, we posted a video that a third party gave us to promote the blockchain awards, the influencer awards. It wasn't even our video. And the DCMA, is it a DCMA or a DMC? I don't know. It's one of those things. There's four, there's a D, a C, an M and an A in it. Um, It said, you know, from whatever uh, musical group it was that there was copyright violations. And apparently Twitter says they've been writing us all year to tell us about it. Well, we've not gotten anything. I don't know. Hello, Gmail junk folder or whatever. Maybe it's there, but they just decided we're suspending your account. Yeah. And if you want to Millennium Copyright Act, DMCA. Okay. If you want to dispute it, you can. Here's how, but good luck hearing back from us. Of course, they've not replied back to us. Uh, so they suck. Meanwhile, anybody can start a Twitter account. So we've just started another Twitter account. It's at bad crypto pod. The old one is bad crypto. The new one is at bad crypto pod. So we had like 20,000 or so followers. Now we've got a thousand. You guys go follow us there. Uh, tweet at Jack. Tell them that yeah. Twitter's asshole. Yeah, uh, seriously though, how there. many bullshit people do you see all day long on Twitter? Not on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, using other people's music. And I think really what the problem is is that that same video was tweeted over and over and over again. What really should have happened was that video should have been tweeted once, and then you hit the retweet button. And then later you unretweet it and then you retweet it again. And so then it would have only been one video, but instead we tweeted it out a bunch of times. If you do the retweet, unretweet, and then retweet again, it basically pops that tweet up to the top of your timeline and then people see it again. That way you don't have to share the same thing over and over again. So future reference, that's what we shall do is just retweet and then unretweet and then retweet again. Whatever. Twitter's asshole. Anyhow, uh, I only go to Twitter now specifically for crypto stuff um, and NFT stuff, because when I see the the bullshit narratives that they feed us in there, what's happening and what's trending, it is total mind control. Everything about what they're doing is mind control. So be careful, guys. Have your have your big boy brains on and your big girl brains on when you uh, engage with corporate social media because they are actively brainwashing programming um, and indoctrinating people and uh, don't let your yourself be captive to that think for yourself ask questions if they're feeding you a narrative whatever it is whether it's about something in you know the mainstream news the world 
politics or crypto, always ask yourself, are they feeding me a narrative that they want me to believe and question everything? I basically look at those those trends on Twitter and be like, eat a dick, eat a bag of dicks, F off, shut up. Right. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. We appreciate it. Of course, follow us, you know, on Twitter if you want to know before we get banned there again. Check out what we're doing with the Nifty Show at theniftyshow.com live every week, also recorded every week. Both you get it both ways. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.